Hello and welcome to Meet Our Makers, an artist interview podcast produced in association with Beats Per Minute. I'm your host, Jeremy J. Fissette. On this episode, we get to meet Lizzie Powell. Lizzie is best known as the lead singer, guitarist, keyboardist, lyricist, general jack-of-all-trades for indie rock band Land of Talk. It's almost essentially a pseudonym for Lizzie now, as on this newest record of theirs, Performances, which just came out on Saddle Creek Records, they play almost every instrument, wrote every word, sing basically every vocal you hear. It is pretty much Lizzie all the time. And in this chat, Lizzie and I really dive deep into what this record means to them and the creation of it, the production of it, the inception of it, and what they hope comes of it now that it's out in the world. We talk a lot about creativity, songwriting, their preferred home recording methods versus a shiny fancy studio, the shift that Land of Talk saw from its early punkier rock meaning roots into now being a bit more electronic, synth heavy, and certainly more experimental and weird. We both agree this is the weirdest Land of Talk record yet, and we say that with a certain amount of glee. We even go a little meta for a moment and talk about the very show that I'm interviewing Lizzie on, and how grateful I am for my guests, including Lizzie. We touch on Twin Peaks, we touch on the sweet love of dogs, and so much more. It's a little circuitous in the best way, as the best conversations tend to be. So thank you for listening. Please enjoy. This is me meeting Lizzie Powell of Land of Talk. to set them to uh it was on like music audio or something and i wanted to lower the background sound because i do have a fan going because it is pretty oh. humid here but can yeah. you hear me like well enough or yeah. should i okay great yeah no i think i can hear you fine okay great then cool. let's go yeah it's pretty <laughs> yucky here here too and in, in connecticut we're in the middle of a september heat wave so oh man yeah i guess we're all getting hit with it at, <laughs> at different points but um yeah yeah, it's uh, the humidity, man. It'll get you. Yeah, I just turned my AC off for that very reason. So we'll see if, I, if I'm a, a puddle by the end of this chat. <laughs> right? Like, I do have an AC, but I can't deal with the sensory. Like, it's so loud. Like, I can't. <laughs> I will suffer the heat. Like, yeah. I haven't turned my AC on once. Or maybe I did once, but I like really can't summer? handle it. Yeah, like, oh, I'm. Wow. it's bad. Like, I'll just, like, jump in the shower and have a cold shower. I do have the AC, though. I did get it. I I didn't grow up with AC mm. ever. And then um, when I got my first, when I got a, a rescue puppy, like 12 years ago, Poncho, my little doggy, um, <laughs> the first summer in Montreal was like on the third floor of, um, of like a bakery too. It was just <laughs> a, a killer. And so I went out and bought an air conditioner, like without thinking about it, set it up, but it was for the dog's sake. Yeah. And um, unfortunately, my doggy Poncho passed uh, this April and my other Aww. dog died too this April. And I kind of almost like maybe I'm like defiantly, I'm like, I don't need the, like the air conditioner reminds yeah. me of like it's for dogs only. The air conditioner Aww. is for small creatures. Anyway, so uh, but I hear you. Yeah. Thank you. It's, <laughs> it's, it's rough. I think I'm still grieving. I think I'm like yeah. both in in denial and kind of grieving in pockets. But yeah. Um, 
but yeah, it's hard. I do you have pets or did you have pets? Yeah, I have a dog. I've always had some kind of dog in my house and okay. She's uh, eight years old, so you yeah, know, you she, don't want to yeah. <laughs> she's not uh she's not a puppy anymore, but we're trying to uh I try not to think about it too. Much. I know, sorry, I know, sorry. <laughs> it's like the thing you don't want to think. Like I don't even want to look at dogs. I don't even actually know why I asked you because I know it's such a like <laughs> soft subject. But um, oh that's that's great though that you have a I love that you dogs. do have a doggo. I know I do. I know. Too. And every time, you know, every time I'm like, I don't know, maybe I don't get another one because it's so fucking hard. But dude, I know. But I love them so much. I'm in the place where I'm just like, oh, dogs don't exist anymore. Like in my life, like I just, <laughs> I, I won't, I can't even imagine. I mean, yeah. maybe talk to me in a few years, but <laughs> I just. Yeah, no way tough. like yeah. those were my dog like there are no other dogs exist in my world other than poncho and yeah. dela so yeah but um but like i said maybe that's the grief talking but uh yeah what a but what a tremendous love and what right? a tremendous oh what a there's tremendous nothing like bond. it i know so no. totally worth it we don't <laughs> yeah. deserve them no but, we don't we could talk about yet, dogs all day i know how much sorry. we don't deserve them <laughs> i know but let's talk about let's music. talk about some music uh we yeah. ask, welcome everyone to this chat about how dogs die and it's really I fucking know. sad <laughs> it's so sad <laughs> oh well yeah i am sorry to hear that um yeah that's okay. well it's life Circle it life. is life it certainly yep. is um so welcome thank you for hanging out for a little bit today Thank you. Um, we are here mostly on the occasion of the fifth Land of Talk record called Performances, which is out October 13th, I want to say. Yeah, I that sounds right. With okay. you. Yep, sounds good. Um, sometimes I make these notes for myself and then the person is like, you're totally wrong. So I try I try and I try to make sure my notes aren't betraying me. Um that's why I don't so, even make notes. I don't make notes. <laughs> I just we're just flying by the seat of our pants yep, here. We're, we're just, going with yep. it. Yeah, so performances is the fifth full length Land of Talk record. There's been a few EPs here and there. Um, It's on October 13th on Saddle Creek. Um, How are you feeling? Pretty great. And it's out in Canada on, um, I'd love to just uh, celebrate the new, um, we're new signees to a label called Outside. Um, okay. next next door records um affiliated mm. i i guess i keep calling them outside and next door because that's what like um outside is a distribution company but i think their instagram is next door records so okay. they're great people and, and they literally are next door like i'm meeting <laughs> up with the label head on monday for coffee at oh, our okay. neighborhood cafe <laughs> so anyway i'm just excited to um, be releasing the record in canada on such a great label they have such yeah. great roster so Really, and I love Saddle Creek. So yeah, um, very. Yeah, stoked. you've been with Saddle Creek for a while, so it's it's nice it's nice to see consistency with those kinds of things because sometimes those kinds of things don't last. So that's nice. Yeah, that's the only thing that has lasted in my. That's like the only <laughs> consistent thing in my life is Saddle Creek. <laughs> Since I was a baby, they swaddled yep. me. And yes, they, they raised you. Yeah, they raised me. So in a way, I don't um, know. They raised a lot of yeah. us in a way. Yeah. Which is funny because before being signed to Saddle Creek, I had never, I guess, just growing up in the era that I did. It wasn't social mm. media at times. It wasn't, I wasn't really um, like a, a label. I had no idea really about labels. So yeah. uh, I guess I just, I I learned to, I learned that the Saddle Creek family is, uh, is a very loyal one. And uh, mm. they've got. I didn't realize that people will buy your record just because they love the label, <laughs> not yeah. even you know, just so uh, yeah, very lucky. 
yeah, they are one of those one of those groups that seems to have quite a good following and a yeah, loyal fan base. So that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so performances. Um it's been a few years since uh indistinct conver- indistinct conversations. Yes. No, yes. I like literally reviewed that record. I should I should be more confident of, of the title of that album. Oh, um, don't worry. I have zero conf- like I should be more <laughs> don't worry about that. I I hesitate for things that like on my birthday. Like I should be yeah. confident about my birthday, but <laughs> so don't worry. Yeah, indistinct conversations. Right. So it's yeah. been a few years. Um mostly covid intervened it seems in those yeah. times um has this yeah. as performances been like a particularly long journey to get to where we are now um it's funny because i feel like the i feel like i would put like indistinct conversations and then the ep the following year called mm-hmm. uh uh, calming night partner yeah calming night partner <laughs> and then this like i kind of bundle them all up because they are kind of like all part of this same kind of era in the mm-hmm. music industry like it it is like everything's that really did stop like right mm-hmm. when we were about to release indistinct conversations so um i kind of i guess in that sense what i'm saying is like i still feel like un- like performances is under the umbrella of this like this post covid yeah. um like post pandemic uh world and like in terms of also my internal like musical in terms of like what I'm being inspired by in terms of like what's dictating my um you know my decisions musical or otherwise so um I kind of it's hard for me to I would say if I do have to actually compartmentalize and think (laughs) about like performances I I want to say it's taken the least amount of time like like it's kind of been the most prolific I've been since coming back out of what people have dubbed retirement or I just (laughs) called it like an inadvertent hiatus like it just kept getting away from me because of uh family health issues and other things like Mm -hmm. but it was not retirement it just kind of like ah I got kind of um I got uh what do you call preoccupied with other things but um but then I guess like since 2017, life after youth, then 2020, life uh, indistinct conversations, then 2022, the EP, now 2023. Like yeah. I kind of just feel like I'm I I feel like I'm picking up a momentum, and performances kind of came out of um like isolation, just like the EP songs did. Yeah. Um, and but I feel like it all kind of came together in this undeniable like collection of songs. And as you know, there are some interludes on mm-hmm. the record. So interludes too. Like I think I was kind of almost like musical haikus. Like I was, I was definitely making more of an effort to document every time I would have an idea, like an inspired idea. I think I was more, I think I was better at not waiting until a moment when we would not waiting until an ideal moment when like, oh, we would be in a rehearsal space or be in a studio again. Like, I think I was kind of going back to the way I used to make music when I first started making music as a teenager, which is just like in my room with an acoustic guitar and a four track. And now I'm just, the only difference is it's, you know, a cracked version. uh, I mean, a logic, a legitimate version of logic pro (laughs) and uh, that it's all good. Don't worry. Don't, don't call the cops. Um, but um, and me kind of hunched over 
the computer, not even having the patience to deal with the um, like the sound card and the mic and setting everything up. I just eventually, I think my patience wears out as soon as I've got it an idea. I don't really have time for even sometimes the computer to like load. Like yeah. it's an old computer. I think I, that was a pandemic purchase from marketplace. It's like a 2012. <laughs> so, um, so sometimes I'm also just like going into voice memos, like hurry up, press record, even though it's lo-fi, like I'm getting the idea out. And so I think I stayed a lot more true to these ideas. And I think, they came really naturally and I just um I just had to follow through, which is always the hardest part. Following right. through and actually finishing the songs and making yeah. the record. Like yeah. that's the tough part. Yeah. I mean, are you someone who historically has had a lot of like stems of songs lying around? Oh my gosh. It's so bad. <laughs> they're just they just yeah. They're just like um, I do that too. Right? Like yeah. that's that's actually I find the art in and of itself is the art of being able to um have the wherewithal or the perspective that isn't like the the hypercritical like to be able to to carry an idea through and to have the confidence or at least like suspend your self critic long enough till it gets to a point where it has a chance at like getting finished like mm-hmm. i find it's the psychological like the it's the psychological like the wrestling with your own uh, self-limiting beliefs that can really get in the way of these great ideas. So yeah, I really do have trouble my whole life. Like I feel like that's been one of my challenge, my greatest challenges. One of my myriad challenges (laughs) is how to, um, how to not just be inspired. That's easy for me. Well, knock on wood, I'm I'm mm-hmm. going through a period where I am very inspired and I'm very grateful for that. But, and I do go through these waves of just great inspiration, but if I can't, if I can't capture them in a way, sorry, that's a, a little enthusiastic honker. They're honking oh, my actually, horn. I don't know I if you heard that. Didn't hear. <laughs> oh, that's great. I must have my audio settings. Yeah, uh, it's, op- it's optimal. pristine. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I'm very impressed with myself. Okay, so um, I won't tell you then. I won't give you an update on uh, all of the sonic <laughs> environment here. That kind of defeats the purpose. Um, so, but yeah, I think that's one of the great one of the greatest challenges, and something that I also keeps me coming back to making music. It's the challenge of actually, like I said, bringing the songs home to to the final stretch and actually making them into these entities that then I can share in a way that's that everybody yeah. else goes yep that's a song <laughs> <laughs> that sure is a yeah. song yeah that I would rec- you recognize that as like yep that's a that's a pop song three yep. and a half minutes well some, some of these songs are seven minutes as you know <laughs> yeah, the new it's... single is seven minutes oh are you that's the next single <laughs> that's the next single Quintiques. it's the oh, seven wow. minute over seven minute instrumental so that's uh, a bold like, single I can't believe, and you know what? I never would have chosen that as the single. Um, the labels chose that, hey, and whatever. I really, <laughs> I was really nervous about it. But I actually think it is brilliant that they chose that, and we sure. did a video for it. We shot oh, the wow. video, and shooting the video for it really kind of helped me. It kind of enhanced my relationship to this song. Like, I think it's actually like it's giving it um, a life. It's giving that song a life that I probably wouldn't have given it. It's giving it a visual life. Like now it mm-hmm. lives in this, I can't wait to share the video by a local Montreal like videographer. 
um, Having Fun Productions. Uh, her name is Anna Maria. And mm-hmm. she just made this incredible uh, kind of video element to it. So I'm I'm really excited. But yeah, seven, seven and a half minutes. I, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm also glad I heard you say the song title because that's how I've been saying it. And I've been like, is there some weird way I don't know how to say this song title? No, I, it's funny because I was, I sometimes just name my songs just based on like an element. Sometimes I'll name the song just on this tangential, like some, like an inside joke with myself or something mm-hmm. that re- the song reminds me of something or like, um, and they're just playful ways of titling the songs until I kind of might then refine the title or make the title maybe like a lyric that will then like will emerge once I'm kind of doing the lyrics, which always right. happens last. But for this one, I thought because it was initially just based on um, like a, a key, like a piano idea that I had been playing around with for a long time. And it reminded me of like the Twin Peaks theme song. Oh. And so I, but I kind of thought it was like an inversion. It just kind of sounded a bit Twin Peaks-esque to me personally. And I just, it was just, again, for me to be able to find the song in my long list of like song ideas, mm-hmm. I would know that like, so maybe instead of calling it Twin Peaks, I just kind of did a silly like play on words. I don't know what you call that when you take uh, the first know. the first letter from the second word anyway and you kind of enter mm-hmm. play so quintiques is quite literal it's just me being uh playing with letters playing with a word this um, whole time i thought it was a play on the word antiques well so and then i just thought <laughs> instead of calling yeah and then i just spelt it q u e s because yeah. why not you know okay. it's just it's you know we take creative license we, sure just a poet over here doing doing creative things <laughs> in all in a kind of like in any way that I can be creative, yeah. I guess, uh, or to just kind of subvert or like change things up again or, or just kind of put kick things off kilter. Yeah. Um, that's I kind of did that. Or I guess it's just a testament to how like I didn't edit at, like it's this in the same way that these songs are very much reminiscent of my process, like my, my teenage, my adolescent mm-hmm. process of, of producing, of making the songs. Maybe also I'm staying true to my original, like the impetus, like the first kind of my, my knee jerk instinctive reactions to like, okay, if I named the song that let's just commit to that and we won't change it later to make it sound cooler or to right. make it. And also there were no lyric. I mean, I tried to lay down some vocals for that track, but I wasn't happy. It sounded like I was forcing something. So there were also no lyrics to kind of pull a title from. So that also explains it. Anyway, that's, that's (laughs) the story. But, um, but the videographer did run with that idea of Twin Peaks and we kind of played on, on Mm. that for the video. So I'm really excited to, to share that. And also some of the merch um, has played with the idea of, I bet you that this podcast will be, when are you going to air this? Um, like, I usually try to air them like right before, right after I release, if it's coming up. So it'll oh, be great. around then. Okay. So, well, I can then, I can give it away. There will be no spoiler alerts that <laughs> one of the merch items that Saddle Creek, um, the graphic designer there, Emma, she came up with such a great idea is, you know, like the lodge, it's like the key. It's basically like a replica of the key in the Twin Peaks um series like the the one of the room keys to the lodge Mm -hmm. and so she emma recreated 
and kind of did our own take on like the Puinteeks. We made it like a, a Puinteeks hotel key. So oh, I can't geez. wait. I'm personally like so excited I for my that. own merch. And really I asked leaning Emma to, in. Right? I'm like, let's just go <laughs> for it. It was kind of based on a whimsical little play on words, but yeah. it's it's kind of a testament. It's kind of, I think that's kind of beautiful how when a bunch of creatives get together and we all just kind of keep <laughs> running with an idea and it kind of gets distorted and then kind of uh, enhanced and it yeah. co- it becomes its own thing. But um, that yeah. makes so much sense so, though. And I mean, right? R- yeah. R- R.I.P. Angelo. I know. For real. When did he pass? Like over, didn't he? Wasn't, pass, it, wasn't, wasn't he a pandemic? Was... <gasps> I want to say it was very recent, like recent yeah. enough that. It was either this yeah. year or last year. Yeah. 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 Sad. Um, yeah. But maybe he'd be rolling in his grave if he heard this song and if he knew this. So maybe I don't know why I said that. But anyway, yes, all right. I'm gonna choose. I'm gonna choose to believe he will not listen to this episode. So <laughs> right, we I don't think know. We'll be okay, <laughs> we'll never know. Or will we? Um, it's interesting going back to what you were saying about finishing ideas because it. Um, can you still hear me? I can hear you just oh, fine. Yeah, I heard a yeah. weird sound. Anyway, I did um, hear. I did too. Yeah. Oh. Weird. Maybe it is him. I don't know. Oh my gosh, um, it's totally him. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey. We, <laughs> we bind you, Angelo. Um, oh my gosh, this is a seance. Okay. This is now a seance. Um, because I just reposted a meme on my my private Instagram page about seance, about Zoom calls being modern oh seances. So that's really funny. It's all coming together. How serendipitous. Yes, quite. Um, yes. Sorry. No, but and that idea about As you finishing. were. Oh. I can hear it again too. Is that on your end? I don't know. Hold on. Sorry, Angelo. We love you. Wait, big am I fans. Back? Yep. It just gets think, kind of sounds a bit staticky. Or... I think it's my microphone. I think. Yes, it might I be would the, bet. I think it's yeah. the cord of my microphone because my cord I, is a yeah. little iffy. But um, okay, we'll cut this part out. Um, anyway, <laughs> it's not even that bad. I feel like you and I are probably both like hyper tuned into those um sounds, but I Maybe. really feel like if we didn't like nobody would notice maybe maybe i'll leave it in and they'll be like what the hell are they talking about yeah we'll gaslight them all (laughs) just kidding (laughs) just kidding just kidding um anyway trying to finally say what i'm trying to say yes i'm so sorry i i'm a derailer i apologize i I love tangents on this show it's fine um yeah so when you were this isn't even in my notes so this is a tangent when you were talking about um finishing ideas it I sympathize with that a lot because as someone who who makes music as well on my own time, I mean, I don't like tour it. I don't make money off of it, but I do make it. And so I, I, yeah. I sympathize with that idea of leaving ideas unfinished or kind of abandoning things when they're not working. And that commitment to just finishing it is so hard. Yeah. Um, and it reminded me, I took a, I took a songwriting class with Laura Veers. She did one of those, um, Oh, wow. Whatever they're called. I can't remember now. School of Song. Is that what it's called? I think that's what it's called. I um, believe you. Yeah. It, yeah, sounds, it sounds right. Yeah. It's this cool program. They invite musicians. Like they've had uh, David Longstreth on. They've had Robin Pecknold wow. on. Wow. Um, right now, I think they're doing one with Lorraine. If you know Lorraine stuff. Yes. Um, like L apostrophe R-A-I-N. Yes. 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 yes yep. I do. Yes. So they're pretty cool. So I was like, you know what? I interviewed Laura, I mean, for the show and I'm a fan of her. So I was like, I'll do it. And it was really cool. But one of her main tenets was like, finish the damn idea. Like, even oh, if you it's... don't like it, or if you think it's going awry, if if you had the idea, you need to finish it. Even if you delete it when you're done, like just finish it. And I right. think that's so useful. 
as a it songwriter. It really is. But it's so it's so hard. Like in theory, yes. And as we're yes. talking about it, I'm and I'm promising myself, like, yes, this idea that I'm working on now, because I'm already working on another record. Mm-hmm. I am going to promise because I've been playing it all day and I just keep putting the guitar down right when it starts getting to like it's almost <laughs> like I have a commitment issue. Like it's there's a psychological yeah. thing. It's almost like a defiant, like it's like self-sabotage. Like yeah. there's kind of, it seems like there's so much more to it other it can't all just be like, oh, executive dysfunction or like exhaustion or like a lack of ideas. Like there's got to be something kind of baked into the cake of like, because yeah. I feel like painters, I'm like I, my ex-partner is an amazing painter. And that was another big issue is just like, how do you or or when do you know when to put the brush down? Like right. it's kind of the eternal like creative question and i i bet you like filmmakers like what ends mm-hmm. up on the cutting room floor how do you know when they'll find like i was i, guess a, I was a film major in college job. so i can sympathize <gasps> okay. with that too <laughs> right like oh but any I, creative but that's pursuit. really right but i i uh that's really neat that laura um did a like a songwriting uh yeah, workshop i always wonder about how songwriters who aren't like um like classical or when it's not like a jazz or classical or something that you're teaching that's like mm-hmm. technical or you can te- or theor- theoretical like how do you teach I just I'm so curious and that people have asked me before like oh you should do something like that and I wouldn't if I <laughs> knew I would tell it to myself like I'm so <laughs> fascinated I always feel like I'm like at the drawing board for the first like I always feel like songwriting yeah. is is its own thing for every song it's always a new yeah. Um, challenge but I'm always so impressed that, that that other creator like creatives can can speak to their creative process like can explain it in a way that other people will be able to understand and that will help them like that's yeah that's, it was uh, it was really impressive. it was and it was interesting um yeah you know the tools she talks about you know you could take or leave it's like it's kind of that kind of thing it's like here's how I do it Um, but she has like, I mean, she is organized. She has like notebooks and she has a binder for each of her albums and like that kind of stuff. And like, Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. So she showed us, you know, like, here's this, here's where this idea came from. Here's the lyric from this idea. And she gave us prompts (gasps) of like, you know, use this kind of imagery this time, use this kind of rhyme scheme this time, kind of giving us constrictions to then see what we can do within those constrictions. It was fun. Oh wow! I'm yeah. blown away by that. I don't keep anything. Everything is like, <laughs> I don't, yeah, I know, kind of all up in the air. Everything. I'm just like, I like a whirling dirt. Like I'm just like a tornado. Like I have no idea what I'm doing ever, and I never remember how I did it. I can't yeah. even remember. I can't play certain songs because I don't remember what. I was tuning. just gonna say, like, I... like I can't <laughs> keep track of anything. So I'm so impressed with people's yeah. brains who can like be creative and be organized. Like I know. Woo. Like hey. I don't, I don't play shows. Uh, I just make music in my house and I share it yeah. with people. Um, mostly because I'm terrified and uh, maybe someday I'll cross that threshold. But for now, I don't, I don't play shows. But if I did, I always think about that. How like I have dozens of songs that I've put out into the world. I'd be lucky yeah. to remember how to play a dozen of right? my songs. Like I don't, because I don't write yeah. the tabs down. I don't write the chords down. I'm I, I write lyrics even know. down usually, yeah. but. I don't, I don't even know, like, I don't even know how I'm going to play half of these songs from the new record. Like, and you know what? That's also actually part of, and by the way, like you have, like, it is terrifying to release um, mm-hmm. music. And so like, I, I see you, like, I, 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 I understand I your there. reticence just, to like, yeah, but you don't, don't like, 
Yes. And I guess at this point now we're probably, we're in the same boat. Like I haven't, we haven't played any shows in so long. <laughs> I feel like I'm like somehow been forced into retirement. I don't know if yeah. like, there are some forces at work that like, <laughs> but, um, but no, it is terrifying to release music, but, um, wait, what were, what, I got off track. Sorry. So, I don't know. Something about, I don't know, keeping organized. Uh, <laughs> oh, well, yeah. Anyway. It, anyway. Oh, right. Yeah. Just that I wasn't thinking about, I think I specifically, um, almost again in this kind of like petulant or defiant or like um like I was so tired of I think since life after youth I um I had tried to write songs that would be easy for me to remember and that Mm -hmm. were all in standard tuning and like very minimal capo Mm -hmm. usage and like just um to keep things very simple for myself and then the pandemic happened and I was like damn it I feel like that was like karma <laughs> like because I tried to do I try I feel like I kind of betrayed the music for the sake of convenience or simplicity yeah. and so for this record I specifically was like I don't care if these the songs are impossible <laughs> to play live I'm going to play the whole record on keys which like I don't play keys like <laughs> it's really hard for me to perform keys like I can I write the parts on the on the piano or on the MIDI like keyboard right. or like the or the actual computer like the uh, command K and it brings up the uh, oh I know that well the little like, <laughs> yeah I just do that when I'm writing a lot of the yeah the, just to get the melody down just to get the melody down because mm-hmm. like I don't have a home studio I mean I have like a little setup but it gets the point across you're getting the music I don't see yeah. why we need to but um. But yeah, so this record specifically, hilariously, is like, well, like, come at me, like, give me the challenge of making me try to play this record live, and I will, I will rise to it. But mm-hmm. it's almost like a, like, I dare you to to try and make me play these songs live. Some of them are obviously very, they are going to um, translate well live, but some of them, like, uh, this next one that's coming, the Quintiques, that's yeah. that's that's a total bear of a song i would actually i played drums on it like i would be excited actually to try that live but it would definitely take a a couple days to rehearse that so speaking of um sort of how you constructed the record and 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 mentioning that you you played drums on that song i know i think i know that you produced this record yourself um did you play everything on it yes except for um no lori torres lori's been playing with me for like since 2017 like since I came back mm-hmm. back on the scene and um Lori's amazing for many reasons Lori plays I think when Lori first uh played she was just subbing on drums for a couple of shows and then we needed a bass player for a show and she was like yep I play bass too mm-hmm. and then there was a point where I was like crap um like Piet can't make it for a tour like Piet Amato the keyboard player Mm-hmm. and uh Lori was like yep I also play keys like <laughs> Lori and like she does backup vocals like it she's kind of she's basically saved my she saved land of talk so many times <laughs> she saved my ass she went in like kind of last minute when I finally figured out where I wanted to record the record like at Saint Zoe and finally we got like four days that uh were locked in just for doing all the bed tracks and l- luckily Lori was the only one available and came straight off of a Julia Jacklin tour like I think she like maybe she was coming back from Australia or anyway she mm. showed up we did four days in the studio she did I just asked her to play um like 
bass on like I don't know maybe four or five songs a lot of the songs the bass is just me playing like synth bass yeah but there were some songs any song that has like acoustic or that has like electric bass that's Lori and then any song that has um like live drums that'll be mm-hmm. Lori and if it's not and then that'll be Lori like mainly but then I I would go in and redo certain things or add to certain things so Lori is I would say for like all intents and purposes, Lori is the live drummer on the record and the mm-hmm. electric bass player. I want to say Rena, who who engineered the record and who is the head of St. Zoe Studio. Mm. I do remember her kind of playing bass for some stuff. So maybe she, she might have redone some stuff if we had issues with Lori, like technical issues or if we... Because then Lori was away. Like she right. immediately went straight back on the road. So we only had her for four days. So... So I don't want, I, and I'm the one who wrote out all the credits, so I should know this, but I don't <laughs> want to not credit Rena if she did play bass. But, yeah. um, and Rena also like made Quintiques from like, I think I had it, it was like a one minute, 49 second, like instrumental. And she ended up, and it had no drums, like, and I didn't have the audacity or even the the hope, like I, I didn't even dare to hope to be able to make it into what I wanted it to be, which was kind of like, an ode to like tortoise trans am like these Mm. kind of like back when when i was in high school and coming up and would like all like the whole thrill jockey like chicago scene like i Mm -hmm. i think i was trying to tap into this but i i kind of felt like i bit off more than i could chew and then rena helped me see that it could be like i just wasn't indulging enough in each of the parts like i wasn't letting those parts get longer than like I don't know, 16 bars, but she's like, you can really like, it can get hypnotic. You can really commit, mm-hmm. really just have like, just trust that you, that, that the chord progression and that all of your production ideas are strong enough um, to, to really not to milk them, but to really indulge in them and to really like give them their time to like, d- for a slow build for each section. And then she really just tricked it out with like, and then she's the one who just, got Lori to play like 20 takes and she edited the takes to just like like Rena is the one who made that song from what what could have been and I again like this is this is I heavily rely on all the other people that I make the records with um for helping me not just basically not lose faith in myself or my song ideas and then um to remind me also it's just like reminding the person like like it's nice to be reminded what I wanted from the song in the beginning, instead of letting the song's challenges or my own like discouragement dictate what happens to the song. So, yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. But yeah, it's yeah. mainly me. I play, I play everything on the record um, except for uh, what, except, and again, because I'm not sure exactly which songs. Yeah. Um, I don't have like the track listing in front of me, but any live drums, again is Lori Lori's except for stuff that I can't even remember like I might have done some like some slow builds on the snare and maybe like a lot of cymbal work like at the end of Quintiques and maybe some like certain beats but um but again like I totally forget that's the other thing too like if there's not a doc I need like a documentarian to like be (laughs) following me around um just for my sake to like remind me like how did that go in the studio and it's always like months after or sometimes a year after you've made the record that then you're talking about the making of it. And I'm like, yeah, 
oh, there's so many like holes in the, in the timeline because yeah. there are so many holes in my brain, I guess. But <laughs> but yeah. So sonically speaking, I mean, this is, and I think you even say this in the in the press release. This is probably the weirdest land of talk record. Yeah, um, yeah. And I and I obviously I, I hope obviously I don't mean that disparagingly. Um, no, no, it, it's a strange record. It, it it kind of careens from, you know, one sonic realm to another. You know, we have some very strange synthy interludes, but then we get like acoustic ballads and then we get something like Bintiques. And it's yeah, it kind yeah. of it kind of hits a lot of new boxes um, for you and for Land of Talk. Uh, and as someone personally who, at the risk of embarrassing us, has listened to your music since pretty much the beginning. Really? Um, no, yeah, you I haven't. mean, I don't recall. I don't recall if I Thank you. came on board when um, "Applause Cheer Boo Hiss" came out, or if it was no. when "Some Our Lakes" came out. But it was definitely. Oh my god! It was definitely that time. I don't know how. I never. I say this to people on the show a lot. I don't know how I found the music, yeah. but I did. Right? How? Yeah, I don't. I don't, I don't know. know how I found. Frankly, a lot of my it was favorite pr- music. It was probably like Pitchfork or something. Like, or, sorry, have... not to imply that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, right, have, maybe. Like I probably saw like an album cover and was like, oh, that's cool. You know, that's how I found a lot yeah. of people when I was like, in that's high school. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> or that's yeah, weird. Totally. Um so yeah. yeah, so as someone who has been listening to your stuff since um quite a long time ago and then was with you and with everyone else for that, you know, seven or eight year retirement or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, hiatus, whatever that people wanted to yeah. call it. Um you know, Land of Talk was, and I don't think it is anymore, was a pretty guitar heavy, you know, rock sort of <laughs> band, um, yeah. especially on the, the EP and the first two albums. And then as you after you came back, you know, synth started to become a little bit more prominent. Um, yeah. The acoustic guitar became more prominent. And now we have performances, which is kind of throwing everything out the window. Yeah. And I guess this very long preamble is leading up to my question of, did you ever feel like hemmed in by the guitar or like there were expectations placed on you because yeah. you, were, you were like known <clears throat> as a guitarist? Yeah, I think that like, I think there's, there are a lot of factors that would play into the the reasons why the music, like the records went from more guitar heavy to like, like you said, more acoustic and then synth and i think it truly is like if i think back to it a plus tribu hiss some are lakes like a plus tribu hiss we were meeting up at um like a rehearsal space down in a big building where like you know there's like 14 bands in the space like you're always <laughs> hearing like either like a metallica cover band or like a wedding <laughs> cover band through the walls like and so you just play really loudly like to compensate for just like the last, like everybody's mm. just like competing. Um, and then also I think, I think it kind of just became like the natural, like I write on guitar. I love playing uh, electric guitar. Like I, I, I wasn't really into like being um, seen or, or I didn't identify as like a, a singer songwriter, like mm-hmm. a, acoustic kind of folk that wasn't really my thing and I just gravitated more towards like the I really loved like Fugazi I really loved Nirvana I really loved uh like PJ Harvey Mm. um Yola Tango like which I know is like mellow but still there's a like I love Sonic Youth like right I was I was uh I don't know I love punk rock I just 
electric guitar was my thing. So I think, and I, and I also don't think that I super was like excited about singing, but I realized that that's kind of something that you also (laughs) had to like, I didn't fancy myself a singer or like a front person of a band, but it all just seemed to be like, that's what kind of happens. And then people just get excited and then people start freaking out when you're, and then you're at like the rehearsal space and it's late and you're all drinking beers and then you're all egging each other on and you're like, yeah, do that solo. And I think it was just really (laughs) exciting for anybody at that time of your life to just always be hyping each other up. And, and, and I think also kind of, it was a total boys club. And at that point I wasn't out as non-binary. I was still, mm-hmm. cause I didn't know that I had that opportunity. Like yeah. I thought I was stuck. Like uh, I just didn't understand that there was anything other than like uh boy or girl. So right. I think I, I think that obviously played into also how impressive it might seem to have like a quote unquote, like girl playing guitar. Yeah. It's not as, it's not as rare anymore. Now I love no, it. Like I love it that it doesn't even like, I love it that you go into like guitar center and you don't get, I mean, there's still obviously like (laughs) issues and you, but I just, as somebody who's, who's like, who came up in an era where like, I got like laughed out of music centers or just like ignored or like got treated like crap. So, but anyway, back to like, I think playing guitar was like really empowering. And I think that I, kind of almost like a golden retriever I just was like oh yes you liked it like oh this makes you happy and right. it makes me happy because I love making music I don't care what like I'll play violin I'll play guitar I'll play bass so like I just loved creating and I loved the camaraderie and I loved um that I don't know people were responding to the to the unorthodox way that I would play my guitar and the way that I was very like scrappy and I guess like sloppy like very intuitive and um just kind of um like I guess like a stream of consciousness like non non virtuosic type of player I liked that I didn't really think of it too much I guess I just people were telling me what I was like a lot of people just decided that I was um a guitar player I I, and Mm -hmm. I kind of just I guess I'm very passive and I guess I maybe identity isn't really my strong suit of like telling people what I am I just kind of go with the flow a little bit more um, to a fault especially when I was younger but as I aged and after retiring uh quote-unquote retiring for a few years and coming back to music and coming back to a whole new world like a braver new world and so much more representation and um and also coming back to a world where like economically like there are no I'm not rehearsing in a rehearsal space like I can just afford rent in an apartment where that's like uh, noise is an issue so I'm not yeah. going to be like blasting my SG through my like amp but I, I can't like it's really it, it it actually I think is more like my surroundings and, and the circumstance that dictates um, what instrumentation I'm using and so it seems like it just became more and more it just made more sense to yeah. write in a way like that was quiet and respectful of my neighbors um <laughs> and then what's funny is that I did go out to try and record something in what I thought was going to be like where I could make noise and it ended up being that I hadn't made like rock guitar noise for so long that I kind of um threw myself off a bit and I was like wait 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 it seems like now I'm like unless I'm in an environment where I can just pick up the guitar and make noise at different times like yeah. and and just then 
if I'm kind of renting a place to go with so that I can go make noise specifically, it seems to have like, I think by that point, the songs were already in a place where I kind of felt like I was imposing this like old idea of like what land of talk should be on these songs that frankly just had like a different circumstance around them and they had a different upbringing and they just became a different type of song because of their honestly sheer circumstance and yeah and what's funny and oh and also um I forgot about this but I did get an opportunity um like a, a year two years ago to um from like a really big artist a, a, a great like great recording artist great singer guitar player and they reached out to me and they were like hey Lizzie uh like can you come on tour like we're doing all of the states and then like UK Europe like September and then into like the following year and I was so stoked like I had never been I said like yes immediately <laughs> and I think what the artist said they were like yeah can you back up sing like can you sing with me oh. and I said like yeah I would love that actually that would be so much fun to like not even play guitar and just sing like yeah. that would be such a just a fun time but then as the like as our manager started discussing stuff and through the details it seemed like what they were asking me was actually like what the musical director wanted was a keyboard player and a backing oh. vocalist. And I think the artist kind of just figured that because I was, I don't know, I don't know, there was a miscommunication. And so I lost the opportunity because I didn't play keys. Yeah. And I got so bummed out that then I think that also, <laughs> I'm going to be honest, that also informed like my um, just like major key centric like era <laughs> of just like, I'll show that like I will play keyboards one day like I'll do it on my record and that'll be my calling card this for, is such like... a defiant album I didn't realize <laughs> oh I don't know what and again like I don't know why I do like when I'm asked why I do things <laughs> and I have to actually think about it like I'm kind of guessing as like and yeah. also and and then like memories come up where I'm like oh yeah I forgot about that 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 was kind of this weird impetus or impulse to like mm -hmm. but also maybe I maybe maybe sometimes I just need a challenge to motivate. Like maybe it just says more about like, I don't know, my brain or my, my, yeah. Like my, my productive, my industry, my productivity style, like what, what motivates me to do something. Sometimes it's sheer, just like romantic inspiration. And maybe sometimes it's like, damn it, I'm going to do that. Cause somebody like, cause I missed an opportunity or I'm going to prove to myself, I'm going to prove to myself that I can do this. Um, which is actually maybe also kind of why I play music because I was never good at it and I was never great at like technically like at music school I got such brutal marks for like <laughs> jazz vocals like I just can't seem to um, I can't seem to be inspired to do things that I'm like naturally good at I seem to like to do things that I struggle with because it creates this kind of existential like friction that kind of yeah. I don't know. Keep keeps me tethered to. I don't know to this to this world, this crazy world we live in. But yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, discomfort too can lead to really interesting places and in, in growth yes. that you wouldn't have yes. had otherwise. Yeah, like even like about this interview. Like I find interviews so difficult and I get so nervous and I get so in my head and I, I get nervous that's too. usually why I say <laughs> no right like is it because it's uncomfortable and it's hard and I'm scared that you'll ask me something that I won't <laughs> know about like I was today I was like oh my gosh are you gonna ask like I, all of a sudden I was like oh my god is there gonna be a pop quiz like 
No, Lizzie, there's not going to be a pop quiz. <laughs> what but, are the lyrics? But I'm really <laughs> glad, right? But I'm glad that I'm doing this because, hey, look at us. Like, we're doing something wonderful and we're having a wonderful conversation and maybe other people will hear it and something good will come of it or people will just relate to us being humans like so so. yeah there is yeah I do too and so I think that that's you're right like the just the the doing things that are scary or that that we're not super comfortable with um to a certain extent like it kind of is that's where the growth happens but like Mm -hmm. I said like in in certain contexts that you don't want to do things that aren't comfortable, (laughs) then don't do them. That's you got (laughs) to respect your limits. Yeah. Know your limits for sure. Yeah. Um, So does any of that, because this was an earlier question I skipped, but does any of that bleed into the title of this album performances? So I guess I was thinking about that. And even today, I guess I was kind of reminded, like I, again, like I don't really know why I, really do the things I do they just kind of they're kind of these creative impulses or they're just these uh, all like these ideas that I'm kind of mulling over and then I just go oh it it all because it's a culmination of probably like a year or so of kind of marinating in these song ideas and marinating in this this time of my life like in this season of my life and there are certain themes like they're just themes, even just aesthetically or themes sonically, themes like lyrically that I'll kind of just latch onto and, and float around on for a bit. And I think performances was kind of me, maybe again, kind of defiantly, kind of like, I don't want to name that. I don't want to title the record, you know, like I don't right. want to. And so then kind of going, well, then what is it? What are, what's this record? And it's like, well, it's performances. I'm performing songs for a re- like, and then I was kind of like, well, what? And then, it, but what also informs it is what does the word performance look like? Like, I'm really big on like the typeset, the t- like what's it going to look like when it's mm-hmm. like, if I do have to name this record, I want it to be a word that I want to look at. Like, see, I want the yeah. word to see. I want to be able, like, and so even with like indistinct conversations, like, I watch a lot of TV, like TV is always on or there's like, it's always on in the background, like on tour, we've always got like the office on, like there's always something (laughs) going on in the back, in the backstage area. Like I TV and I always, we always have, I notice a lot of musicians, a lot of people, we just, and, and a lot of obviously people who need the subtitles, we have subtitles on. And so I think indistinct conversations was just, it kept, it was a word that kept, I just, I keep seeing that in all of the like closed captioning and like the subtitles on all the streaming services are yeah. you see indistinct conversations every time it's describing, you know, background chatter. And so that just became a word that I, I basically just developed a relationship with that, you know, as I'm, as I'm comfort viewing these shows, regardless mm-hmm. of the show, the one common thread throughout any, you know, through what I'm seeing is indistinct conversations, indistinct conversations. And then that's, I'm also kind of going, you know, philosophically or like existentially, like, I do kind of feel like that also just hits a chord in me Mm -hmm. that there's a lot of things happening in the world. And I can't really like it, like it speaks to sometimes my feeling of overwhelmedness or not being able to keep up with um, things or keep up with life or to be able to understand people or to feel misunderstood. Like indistinct conversations just seemed to say so much. And it was kind of this, again, like an inside joke not an inside joke with myself but like I was referencing something really deeply personal and then I'm making it into like something that obviously and also when I speak of this kind of stuff I always 
worry that I'm like running the risk of like ruining it for other people, like <laughs> telling other people why I did something or telling other people why the record is what it is. Like, I feel like I'm kind of taking a, taking that away from um, the listener or, you know, so I, yeah. I always worry that I'm like, like, haha, like this is how the sausage is made. Like, sorry, <laughs> like, I don't know, or like revealing the magician's tricks or something, but yeah. And it also, and it always, and sometimes it seems like maybe it doesn't seem as meaningful as maybe somebody has imbued the these things with, and so yeah, like I don't want to disappoint um, mm-hmm. anybody, but um, but yeah, as if we're being totally transparent, yes, performances I think was like I said, all of those reasons, and also kind of reminding me that my self-worth isn't bait like this record isn't me it's something that I'm that I created and I'm putting it out there but it's me performing things and it's an extension of me mm-hmm. but that it's not like I, I guess there's something to be said about that like I think I was thinking about that just today though and I mean I named the record like right. six or seven months ago so it's kind of it keeps it I find just like the songs, just like songs I've written 20 years ago, they still will reveal something new to me every time I am asked about it or every time I might ponder on it. I go, oh my gosh, like what a revelation. Like that's what I meant. Or like, oh, this. So yeah. So sometimes it's it's never cut and dry. It's it's never clear, but it's always so to the core. Like it's it's like the heart of the matter, and yet it seems so um elusive and like Mm-hmm. cryptic but it's it but it's like it's very clear to me that it like it's irrefutable that the record needs to be named performances right right but ask but ask me why and i can't <laughs> tell you why like it just is like it's like it just came it's like it came to me in a dream like it kind of is like that it just it just hits you like yeah i don't know and sometimes i think of and i'm i don't know why i think of um something that don draper from mad men said from his like <laughs> how he makes why he's such a good ad man or like the ideas come to you when you're not thinking about them or like Mm. if you have like and so I think sometimes also I wouldn't which also is a so then like I wouldn't be able to explain how I came up with that because whatever idea or like kind of vibe I was marinating on maybe like 13 weeks later I'll kind of come up with a, a like I'll be able to name it but I wouldn't be able to tell you I wouldn't be able to show you my process, you know, like yeah. I'm probably like a math, a math teacher's worst nightmare. Cause like I can get the answer, but I can't show you how I got there. <laughs> just a bunch of chicken scratch or, I mean, or just invisible, visible ink. Invisible yeah. Ink. I think that makes sense. It's instinctual. It's just a mystery. It's just yeah. an, another unsolved mystery. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, What's the last great TV show you watched? Oh man. Like I don't even want, like right now I'm just binging. Um, Chicago Fire. <laughs> like I I, I'm canceling all of the subscriptions, like also in solidarity with like mm. the SAG after strike, but um, but also I still do like some viewing, so it's what I can watch like on city, like just free. Mm-hmm. So um I think there was oh there was Chicago. I went from like bones, like rewatching bones oh for like gosh, probably bones. the fourth time in my life. <laughs> I love it so much. Um so bones and then I did Chicago Med and now I'm on and then some, <laughs> and then now I'm on Chicago Fire. Isn't there a third Chicago? 
Oh shit, is there yes, something to look forward to? I swear there is. Or maybe it's like just NCIS Chicago. I don't know. I swear there's a hey, third Chicago show. I-, I will find it and I will binge it. I <laughs> promise you that. Mark my words. If, yeah. if it's if it's bingeable, it shall be binged. <laughs> yeah, my my husband and I watch a ton of TV. We just we just finished right? Severance. Um okay. I had to kind of stop that one, but you you pulled you kept going. <gasps> yeah, we really liked it. Okay, maybe it's intense uh, oh, though. Wait. That's the Apple TV one, right? Yeah, it's on Apple. Yeah, okay. I think I just I just ended that subscription, but it got well, intense. I think if no the, spoilers. If the strikes ever think... end, yes, maybe yes, exactly. When they um, end, when yeah. they end, when when someday. the actors rise up, yes. and win, <laughs> yes. Um. So that was just yeah. A, what yeah, and that was a good show. That was a, that was a good unsettling, funny, dark show i liked it yes i agree i just think that the unsettling was too much for me when like i think that the unsettling like kind of eclipsed the the rest of it but i did get that i get that i do appreciate it i think succession too i had to stop yeah i just like succession like i loved it and then i just kind of had to stop because i started to kind of feel like i was being poisoned from like it just is such there's just so much toxicity like talks about talk about toxic work environment Uh, i I will just got to be yeah i will use this opportunity because i'll take any opportunity to to talk to talk about this other series called somebody somewhere um oh i love it with bridget with yes bridget uh, everett yes and who's in her in her co-star i love jeff hiller Jeff Hiller, who, who yes. I interviewed for the show and was delightful. No, you didn't. Yes, oh, I, do. I don't doubt it. I don't doubt yeah, it. He was delightful. Would, oh, I would love to interview you because I would. I just think it's a, it's so cool that I because I went to your page and I saw I appreciate that, that you've interviewed like so many of my friends. Like I've Aww. I listened to so many of your podcasts because so I nice. like to know like well yeah and also, and that's also why I said yes like because oh. I do my due diligence I do my like I need to vet and make sure that you know you're not a racist <laughs> or a transphobe or like you know like no I get you never that, know yeah. who like or just you know a sex pest or like that you haven't just like you know so I just like yeah. to I'm to, like hi I just, hi, Mi- hi Michelle Zahner of Japanese breakfast tell me your wildest yeah. sex story <laughs> you know like and I just it's I'm so impressed like I just anyway I'm I, I'm well, good for you like I, uh, I don't know that. how to I'm not want to sound condescending or I'm not <laughs> proud of you I'm like I just think I'm it's so proud really great to see what you've done and I know you just started at the pandemic and like you've yeah. just made such um wonderful connections with like so many artists who are yeah. so meaningful to so many people so you're, yeah, you're I, st- getting... I still it's nice it was a really nice yeah. surprise it's very nice of you thank you um yeah it was a very nice surprise because my first guest it was right when the pandemic started it was like an idea that i wanted to do for years but i was like i can't have a podcast like what i can't do that yeah and then what, someone on twitter was like why not like yeah the worst that'll happen is people will say no and it doesn't take off like you can at least try and that's um, what, yeah yeah. And you know, most people frankly say no and I get that. But like my first guest yeah. was was uh Adam Wiltsey of Stars of the Lid, which was like huge for me. Amazing. Um, I don't know who that is, but Stars I Stars of the Lid are real quick, a very important like ambient drone group. Um okay. and actually That's one of their me. one of their two people just passed away unfortunately a couple weeks ago, Brian McBride. Uh-huh. Um but they're great if you ever want something soothing mostly their later work but something soothing and just like infinitely beautiful um their last record which came out years ago um is really really good but um yeah i was just i was just surprised you know some people said yes a lot of people say no a lot of people never get back to you um i have an inkling that a lot of my no's 
that the artist I'm trying to get didn't even know I invited them. And know? I heard you say that on your last, I did, did I say one that? episode where you did say that you said, I just have a that that's, feeling. Yeah. Oh, it was the torque one where you were just like, finally, you were oh. trying to get torque and Amy oh, and like, yeah. and you, that and was, I remember you saying yeah. like, yeah, there's, um, that you you wonder sometimes if they even get the yeah. if they even get the memo and it's yeah like, that was yeah. like a little dream because we yeah I had scheduled them like a year prior and 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 Torque forgot and so Amy was there yeah. and I was there <laughs> and, we were, and we, she was like you can talk to me and I'm like I I know but like I really I'd be so fun to talk to both of you and she's like great let's reschedule and then it just never oh happened. man <laughs> that's hilarious but I got to well, work and he was lovely um yeah he's always great so I am currently yeah I'm apparently currently on a crusade to get all the Canadian indie stars I noticed you have such a handful yeah. of like Canadian rockers I have like Holy. yeah I have like three broken social sceners now yeah you got um, yeah I noticed you had Charlie I'm trying there, yeah. yeah I'm trying right now to get to get uh Kevin because he has a song oh yeah he's got aging out, out. yeah yep. so get uh, Kevy on there I'm trying yeah. I'm trying to leverage my whole like well I talked to Charles and Emily already can we just do this well, honestly, that's also what vetted. That's also why I said yes, because I was right. like, okay, you've talked to like people that I, that's like, you know, like that's, yeah. that does help. It totally helps. And, and I bet you Kevy will say yes because of that. That'd be nice. Cause yeah, I've been yeah. listening to Broken Social Scene for a while and it, it's say nice yes, too. like the connections, yes. <laughs> the connections are cool. I mean, a lot of people don't, you know, they don't stay in touch and I get it. Cause we're not, you know, we didn't like hang out. Like I understand that, but like the ones who will sometimes respond to stuff or like, you know, we can still have conversations like uh, with uh, Thor Harris, who yeah. is just a lovely, lovely, lovely man. Yeah, um, yeah. He followed me on Twitter like shortly after we talked. And then I posted a thing that was like, hey, um, anyone want to just like volunteer some music for my these songs I'm working on? And he played vibraphone on two of my songs. I don't doubt it. He's that kind of He's guy. So nice. That's awesome. So yeah. generous. And so, yeah, that's so wonderful. Yeah. So that's... that was lovely. It's been a lovely yeah. thing. Every time someone says yes, I'm 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 very pleasantly surprised. And that's why the posting yeah. of these episodes is kind of erratic. Like, you know, if I was Mark Marin, I could post one every Monday because of course I'm going to get somebody in my garage to interview. But like, I'm not. So when people say yeah. yes, I record and then I edit them and they go up. So yeah, and God love that. God love Mark Marin, but also sure. God but love I, that I, I don't. You're not Mark Marin. Yeah, I can't do yeah. That. So, I love. I love that I'm sitting here talking to you and not Mark Marin. But if Mark Marin also wanted to talk to me, I would talk to him too. But yeah, um, I'm uh, very. No, yeah, this is great. I appreciate you, and I appreciate those sentiments. Thank you very much. Yeah, same. Um, man. Yeah. So that's a lovely note to end on. Why not? Um, so yeah. the fifth Land of Talk record, it feels like it's like the 12th to me because you guys have been in my life for a while. But the fifth Land of Talk know, record <laughs> is um, coming out October 13th. It's called Performances on Saddle Creek. And what was the Canadian label? Uh, next Door. Next door. I, we call them Outside Next Door, but I think it's on Instagram. It's Next Door Records. Okay. So check them out too. Yes, and, please uh, do. Yes, check out the record. Go pre-order it. It is on pretty colored vinyl and there are cool shirts. So go pre-order it if this comes out first or just go buy it if it's already out. Yes, I don't know. yes, please pre-order. <laughs> go to your record store and buy the album, people. Please do. We've got Fluorescent Splatter uh, Special Edition and we also have the Eco Mix. So yeah. nothing was wasted. We, it's just all of the straps from the floor uh, are put, so in, cool. you know, mush them up, put them, make them into a record that is you that, can feel good about. <laughs> is that why it's kind of brown? Yes. It's yes. Such a cool and all color. each, I know they're so like amber, you know, kind yeah. of like um, that, that reminds Jurassic me, Park. Um, 
what was it? The uh, Nico case. I've also invited to the show, but maybe next time. Um, she Nico, had her. Um, <laughs> she had her that <laughs> compilation. Uh, truck driver, mule, whatever that was called. And, oh, I, um, d- I don't. It know. was like a. It was like all her albums repressed, and I remember specifically. I don't know why, but she was asked like in an interview, like, "What color would you have wanted them to be if they weren't black?" And she was like, "Well, I really wanted brown, but no one was going to make me brown vinyl." Oh, and boom, Eco Mix so, might have, must yeah. have just been a new. I noticed it was when I got to pick, when I got to choose the vinyl colors, Eco Mix is new on the list. Okay. So I think it's, I think, uh, well, hopefully she'll have more records and be able to put out a whole other compilation and they can all be brown. Yeah. Because I love Let's make Nico some too. brown vinyl, please. Yes. Yes. <laughs> all right. Well, Lizzie, it's been such a pleasure. I appreciate you. I appreciate your time. Thank you very much for hanging out. Uh, the feelings mutual thank you so much jeremy um i wish you all the best you too and good luck with the release it's coming soon thank you so much take care thanks you too bye bye